everyone, welcome to English for Communication Podcast of Polytechnic Negeri Jakarta. I'm your host, Fiska Sakina, will accompany you for today's podcast. Well, hello guys, welcome back to FC Podcast, yay! Yes, it is. It's been a while since I have posted the first podcast about job description, and whew, now we're here. And how have you guys been doing these days? I mean, we're still in the middle of quarantine time. It's almost two to three months we have done the quarantine period, and I just want to ask: Do you still do the same quarantine routine, or maybe, maybe you have found your new charm, and maybe you have found your new hobbies? Or maybe you still do nothing, but it's okay, it's okay because I know you have been fighting for yourself in this quarantine. So whatever it is, I just want to say I'm so proud of you and want to appreciate uh, the willingness to follow all the instructions and the government's rules. Let's pray for this COVID and the other problems that we are facing out and as soon as possible. So no need to longer stay, no need to longer this kind of introduction. <laughs> Let's just go straight to our topic, and for today's topic is about how to start a startup company. Okay, let's start. Startup company. Yes, maybe you have heard about it. In the states, this word is known by mostly people in the world, especially people in the business field. So first, what is exactly a startup? The term startup refers to a company in the first stage of its operation. Startups are founded by one or more entrepreneurs who want to develop a product or service for which they believe there is a demand. These companies generally start with high costs and limited revenue, which is why they look for capital from a variety of sources, such as venture capitalists. Unfortunately, most of these internet startups eventually went bust due to major oversights in their underlying business plans such as a lack of sustainable revenue. However, there were a handful of companies that survived when the dark combo burst, but Amazon and eBay are examples of such companies. Failed within the first few years. That's why this initial period is so important. Entrepreneurs need to find money, create a business model and business plan. Hire key personnel, work out intricate details such as equity stakes for partners and inventors. So many startups fail within the first few years. That's why this initial period is so important. Entrepreneurs need to find money, create a business plan and business model, hire key personnel, work out intricate details such as equity stakes for partners and investors and plan for the long run. Many of today's most successful companies began as startups like Facebook, Airbnb, Uber, SpaceX, and Ant Financial, and ended up becoming a publicly traded company. The time has never been better to take action and start building the companies and products you want to exit. So this is it, how to start a startup, 10 tips to launch. First, identify the problem, not the solution. We all got in a mood with brilliant solution. Like sometimes we would ask ourselves or in a discussion, wouldn't it be great if, or 
isn't it a great idea to do like this? It's the mantra of every new startup, but it's much more important to articulate the problem than solution right now. The solution can change over time as you get more familiar with the problem, but spending some serious time articulating the core problem will help you guide your effort around everything from marketing to product development at every step of the way. Then, you can conduct basic research. Before you leave a finger or talk to anyone about your idea, research the hell out of it online. Every minute you invest in researching online saves you 10 minutes of building your startup lately, only to find out that the customers are flocking to a different solution to the problem you're solving. Don't limit your research to, is there another company doing the exact same thing? There may not be. Instead, focus on where can I find example of how people are solving this problem in a different way. After that, interview experts. Nine times out of ten, the answer you're seeking already exists in someone's head. Often, that head belongs to someone who's worked in some version of your industry before. If you were too nervous about approaching an expert, who may be someone you've looked up for years, I have a problem. You'll be shocked at how willing people are to help. Think of every question you get answered from an expert as a shortcut to an entire lifetime of experience you don't have to gain from scratch. After that, develop a product concept. Long before you actually start working on the actual product, you need a product concept. Then, the story would tell a prospective customer about what the product will be someday. You need to give it as much detail as possible without actually having the product. Your product concept is critical. After done, the product concept itself is what you will share and refine a million times before you start spending actual cycles building the real thing. What is important is that it paints a picture that potential customer can react to. Next, you have to get beta users. Beta users are your very first customers. In some cases, they are customers before you have real customers. They are the people who are willing to try your stuff out when anyone else wouldn't even think about it. They are your early adopters. This is why you need the database, so you don't have to wait until you have a product to get beta users. After you got the database, then you can start by identifying those who would be likely a customer. You can begin with your product concept and eventually transition to your actual product later on. What is important now is that you have identified these users and keep learning from them as you find the product. Then you have to launch a minimum viable product or MVP. MVPs are usually associated with tech startups, but they are limited to tech startups. The idea is to create the simplest version of your project and let your beta users play with it. Almost every startup can create an MVP. It just requires some creativity. So this is not about making early money. It's about knowing for a fact that your first attempt at a product will be flawed, probably many times over, and about using this iteration as a way to learn how to improve the product until it's awesome. After that, you have to acquire unknown customers. Mm, yes, in the online world, 
instead of it means running ads on Google and Facebook or um, other social media, sending customers to a landing page to sign up, and then trying to figure out how to convert that sign up into a paid customer. But that's just one way to acquire unknown customers. Your version could involve searching new clients, how to convert them into a sale, and then how to maximize their value by keeping them as a client. In every case, it's just another version of learning how you're going to acquire customers. Okay, the last three steps. So after you acquire unknown customers, you have to commit to a brand promise. As you talk to more and more customers, you're going to start to see a pattern emerge around what they really want and what they want to expect out of your product. They're essentially asking for your brand promise. What can your brand promise to deliver if people use your product? It's not just a tagline on the bottle of your craft, but it's an implicit feeling that you can constantly deliver every time someone interacts with your company and your product. Then, you have to maximize customers' feedback. It is so important, guys. Feedback, feedback, and feedback. As the startups grow, they often look at the customer service as a necessary effort to keep selling more products. That's definitely the wrong approach. A formative startup wants as much customer feedback as possible, no matter how awful it was. But yeah, you have to stand to it. So that includes every possible channel from in-person customer interaction to back and forth, tweets to voicemails, live after hours. Well, every data points matters because. Every customer interaction tells a story of where the product is supposed to be going or where the product is being false in the wrong way. Then, the last steps, guys, re-examine. The last step of the cycle in launching a startup is a reassessment. It's time to take a look at what you've done and honestly decide whether or not it's a good idea to keep going or it's time for a pivot. What are you hearing for your customer? Do you have a clear path forward? Or does it seem like your initial idea isn't going to cut it at all? Be honest with yourself, then you can continuing on with a startup that's not working is a great way to go bankrupt. Next, you might have to go through this cycle a few times before you find the idea that truly fits both your market and your patients. But when you get there, when you finally nail that the perfect idea and the product or market fit, that's nothing better, but you have to keep going. And that's it guys. That's the 10 steps to launch your own startup company. Yes, you have to be great, you have to be creative, and you have to believe on yourself to keep going because this is not a easy start. You have to be diligent and you have to be independent with yourself and your team. Especially your teamwork, it is matter the most mattered things um, to keep the startup companies going. So startup company is just not a simple online shopping or maybe um, something that requires website or else. But startup can be anything. Startup um, means that um, you have to make something to be your market. You have to build. You have to give a product to a market that the customer needs. That's why you have to gather your idea and creativity and predicts for the future. So maybe that's it that I can tell you on today's podcast about how to start a startup company. I hope um, 
we can see the sunrise <laughs> we can see the sunrise later i mean we can see the real um, healing from this um, coronavirus and hopefully we can have a little victory together with our family and our colleagues so maybe yes that's it for today and thank you see you next podcast